That's fine. Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the theater boys? They'll just know, okay? And we're back, everybody, with another exceptional choice of a film. Yeah, this was this was definitely a good call. I'm gonna say that right out the gate. With the wonderful Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. After watching all the Pedro Pascal so far with The Last of Us. So much Pedro Pascal. So much Pedro Pascal, and soon to be more Pedro Pascal. But this movie was, in fact, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I believe it was I think the title. That was it. I think you nailed it. I believe that was the title. It was a long one. Not a normal uh, movie title. Not a normal movie. Not a normal movie at all. For I was expecting a classic comedy, but starring Nicolas Cage, playing Nicolas Cage. And what we got was anything but a classic comedy with Nicolas Cage starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> As Nicolas Cage. Instead, we got this really funny, wholesome, action, thriller, character-driven drama. <laughs> I, it is... It is 110% a movie watcher's movie. Um, mm. And that's that's kind of the whole point. I, I had heard about this. I know I had, had it on my list of things to watch and then just completely forgot about it. And then we were kind of uh, hard up on uh, things to make the the podcast for this week. Yes. And this came up. And uh, I am not disappointed in the least. Not disappointed at all. This was... It was just so... At the beginning, I was kind of like unsure what this was going to be. Because kind of the point. you're just like, okay, you get introduced to a kidnapping, and then it cuts to Nicolas Cage kind of like down on his luck, like not getting a lot of movies and wanting to retire. You're forgetting, it opens with a Nicolas Cage movie. It, open, it, do, it does open with a Nicolas Cage movie, then goes into the kidnapping. Um, and then he, this is where he gets introduced to uh, Javi, uh, pay, played by Pedro Pascal, and it just starts to form their relationship, which Javi kind of plays the best friend, like, wake up calling the depressed actor, which is such a beautiful, the beautiful laugh thing. The slap in the face, if you will. Like, the jump off the cliff, you know, give them a little nudge and they'll jump. And it was so heartwarming to see. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a fantastic movie, really really different than a lot of stuff that has been out as of late yeah really well thought out really really hilarious yeah like tied up so many things that they introduce you to at the start like as they progress they'll introduce you to things and they have like payoffs along the way like very like the the payoff structure very similar to prey in that respect it's one of those things that's like a good movie will do those things and it was just so wholesome and i just think that this it's it's the movie writer's movie so it's a bunch of people who are far better at this than we are, who sat around and were like, what if we wrote a movie? And they were like, this is what it would be like. And literally in the movie, they're writing the movie, and I think it's the funniest thing. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's, they talk about what scene are we going to put in the trailer, and then, like, the next scene is the trailer scene, and it's just, it's just funny. And it's yeah. just, it's not, meta would be the term, right? It's just, it's just like... It's a very meta movie. It's they... just everything... It's it was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. I'm not like a major Nick Cage fan. I've seen like a handful of movies, all of which are like hit or miss for me. But like this one, wholly different. So if you're not a Nick Cage fan, 
don't write this off. Yeah, this is a very good movie. This has, like, the widest range of... Because he plays each, like, almost, like, persona. Yeah, like, the caricature. The caricature that he's, like, played before. So you get, like, a short snippet of his acting career in, like, every sequence, almost. Yeah. So it's not overbearing, and it's just, like, very refreshing and funny to watch him kind of do all of these things play all of these things make mistakes and just form this like for him forming the friendship it could have been an entire movie with those two having a friend like just a normal friendship outside of the main plot driven focus which was um, that, that was kind of the whole point of the movie is like it could yeah. have just been like an old comedy of just two people be bobbing around making funny things happen but like they were like we need a plot to drive it yeah which they had already inserted into the movie at that point by the time the characters are coming up with the plot to insert into the movie. And it was just like, I see what you did here. It was is very enjoyable to see. Very enjoyable to watch that way. Like, I mean, and fantastic character building, too. Like, just, just, like, for a comedy movie, you can have your, like, raunchy comedy, and then you can have, like, your actual comedy. And this falls into uh, the actual comedy. Like, yeah, it's just, this... It almost reminds me more of, like, a Steve Martin comedy. Yeah. Like his, uh, what is it? Dirty, I think it's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Um, Not familiar with that one. So, uh, it's where they, like, go and him and another guy are in a competition to rip off all rich women. Ah, there you go. Um, and this is, not that it follows this, the same line, but it's that thing of, like, people doing a nefarious thing, but it's comedic the way it's done. Yep. And it it harkens back to that style a lot. And I can't remember the last time we got like a movie like this. Yeah. I guess I mean like there are there are comedies, there are romantic comedies that do come out. Like we just watched uh, uh Murder Mystery on Netflix the other night. Like those is ah, an Adam Sandler movie. This is like this is different. Yeah. Like I said, it actually had like really good character development for the main character and this there's this whole thing. It's going a character driven drama. It's a character it's an adult character driven drama. <laughs> And it had this really the whole thing with his daughter and their relationship. I thought it was really, really good, really well done. It wasn't just like a bit. It was like an actual like main core focus to the movie. Yeah. Um, and I would say the plot within the plot, the rest of it was just there to get your attention, which was the whole point. I, yeah. The movie is like if you were to just, if you wanted to tell a story and then you wanted to just make also a joke at all of the movies that are made now, this movie is doing that. Yeah. Like, it's like, ah, oh, man, but nobody just wants to see a story about character. We have to have some explosions, but it can't be anything too crazy because we got to keep the CG budget low. And it's like, that's just what movies are now. Like, I can't remember the last time, like, a movie came out in theaters that, like, didn't have, like, explosions in it. Even your comedies have death and explosions in Yeah. Them. And it's just, that's just what it is now. But, like, you know, they even made the joke about everything being a Marvel or Star Wars movie now. Like, it, this is the movie Watchers movie. I'm ashamed that it took us too, so long to see it. I know, honestly. I know. This is This is our, our bad. It really, really is our bad. Should We honestly should have seen it in theaters, but... Yeah, why Why didn't we? It came out know. last summer, right? Yeah, sometimes during the summer. We were probably busy. Yeah. That's probably what it was. But it was so much fun just, like, watching them and waiting, like... Waiting to see what happened next. Yep. Because it was such a... Not... In the same way Game of Thrones has its, like, excitement 
uh, like you don't know what's gonna happen next and that was the main hook of game of thrones like this movie you literally don't know what's happening next but in like a much calmer way and in a way that makes you laugh in one of the scenes they they're on lsd they just got back driving (laughs) um and nicholas cage is trying to suss out like okay where does this like drug smuggler keep all of his drugs uh and that's where javi pedro pascal's character comes in and he's like do you really want to see what's in here and he's like i really want to see what's in here and he's like this is gonna change how you see our friendship he's like that's okay that's all right and he opens up he put he types in the code that opens this like glass door there's so many good things the whole the whole time during the movie they're playing up that these characters don't know that they don't know what the other person knows Mm -hmm. and so you have these dialogues between them that just sound completely ominous knowing everything that we as the audience know but then to the characters, it ends up being totally benign. Yeah. Uh, and, like, we can get into the spoiler stuff now. But, like, the... So he opens up this door. And it's an entire room of, like, almost like a shrine to Nicolas Cage with, like, uh, memorabilia from each movie that he's done. And there's a statue of him at the end with two golden guns. I believe this is the Lord of War guns. And this terrible, terrible wax figure of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> How much did you spend for six thousand dollars? I'll I'll pay you twenty thousand to take it. It's not for sale. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's like, like that type of movie, and it just makes it so beautiful the way that it was done. I think too because it really it really builds you up in one direction and then just one eighties, right? Like yeah, you, you think this scene is going to be like Javi like threatening to kill him and finally turning on him, and no, it's not. And then like this happens over and over with various different things as the rest of the plot unfolds. And they really don't, like, like hit you right in the face. They, they really lead you on, right? Because mm-hmm. that whole interaction with what ends up being the CIA in the airport. Yeah. And you're like, what, what's going on here? And then there's just nothing for a little bit. It just kind of goes away. And then they figure out where he goes, and they get in contact with him again. And they're like, hey, we know where you're staying. Like, I just, yeah. I just think it was, it was really, really well done. And it was a really simple movie, all in all. Like, it starts yeah. from the... the you know the the on the on the nose chase scene at the end like it's just like that which was the whole point of that was to make yeah. fun of everything else it, it it was just so interact i was just going back to the, to the friendships dynamic the way they developed it and kind of like the honest like the very bare honesty that they gave to javi's character that was like so what's your third favorite movie of all time and he was like paddington too and it was just like out of nowhere. You're just like, what? Like, wait a minute. Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, <laughs> now, I mean, this movie has also made me now just out of pure curiosity want to go watch Paddington one and two. So phenomenal, that's going to phenomenal happen. movies. They're great movies. They're very wholesome. But it just brings you back to like, oh my gosh! Like he's just his character is so sweet and honest. Like he can't be the head of the like the drug well, cartel. Well, so that's that's the fun part, right? You got the CA being like he's this murderous gun dealer. And then he's like, my, my third favorite movie is Paddington 2. And I'm just like, I love this character. If this is who he is, this is amazing. <laughs> like, it's just so dynamic in that sense that you're able to build this guy who has so many, like, varied interests and able to express that to Nicolas Cage as he's playing himself and form that relationship together. It was just so much fun to view the entire sequence. There was not a dull moment when 
their characters were acting, interacting together. Like, the LSD trip was probably, like, one of the biggest highlights. It was hilarious. Like, as they were doing that together, they were like, what if we need a, a thriller chase scene? A, a, parano- a paranoia scene? And then, like, they insert themselves thinking they're being watched and having to get out of this little small Italian town on a, like, getting chased out and hopping over walls. And it was so just hysterical. It was just hysterical. I really wish, too, I knew all the movie references for all the Nick Cage movies that they were making throughout the entire time. Like, you yeah. can definitely like, oh, they're recreating a scene that I don't remember. And then it's like, I, yeah, it was hilarious. Like, it was just, it was the two guys writing the movie that is the movie that you are watching Mm-hmm. I think that's just a really interesting take. Um, it, I mean, at its heart, it's just your simple A to B kind of like thriller. But I don't know, it was great. And again, the relationship between the two characters I thought was really phenomenal. And like Pedro Pascal's acting in it was honestly really good. I don't think we've kind of seen him in that role as like kind of like a happy go lucky yet. No, no, because he's playing a very like innocent. Uh innocent and honest character like he's innocent in the sense that like his interests are like he loves Nicolas Cage he owns the vineyard um and he's not really he's a part of the drug cartel family but he's not the head and he's not really interested in that side of the business uh he's like the figurehead because nobody would trust his cousin but he's honest about everything so he's like oh like I'm not the drug head like my cousin is and he's just like honest about all of his interests like flat out uh in that way and he's just so direct that it just makes you really love him like you really fall in love with him quick because he's like that and also his nervousness to approach Nicolas Cage in the beginning like oh, an a- like an actual fan would be like I don't want to bring up my script to him because I sent it to his agent and the agent thought it was crap and, like, all this stuff. The whole build-up between him and his assistant talking about it before and then, like, at the pool. And then, like, he tries to bring it up and then Nick's being all that. Like, it was just, it was just, like, it was just wholesome. It was just, yeah. like, oh, that's just... It's just awkward, like, very honest and just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really, really well done. And then yeah. it, I think if we want to if we want to go talk about the, the final shootout scene or before that. I thought was like the the pinnacle of their relationship was the oh uh, when they trade shoes where before they trade shoes oh uh, where they both come to the realization that they're going to have to kill the other one and then the whole next like five minutes of them kind of like dragging their feet with the whole thing and just like literally being like oh I like your shoes do you want to try mine on oh they look better on you while they both know that they're going to try to kill the other person very shortly it was yeah. just like it was. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. And then it do, they don't, they don't, fortunately. Yeah, but they like, don't have to kill each other, which is good. Um, but, like, yeah, all the little payoffs throughout the entire movie, up into including the script that he reads in the beginning and yells out at the, the, the other guy that he's trying to get the part in. And then I didn't really get the whole inside Nick Cage's head bit. But I think that was just Nick Cage. I feel like that was like supposed to be a self-referential thing, possibly, or like a reference to another movie that he did. Possibly. That's, that's the true. only thing that I can think of, like, because he's been in a ton of movies. Yes. Like horrible movies, good movies. I. Hesitant I to say great. I, movies. Yeah, I'm very. Hesitant. 
I'm very hesitant to say great movies. Until now, until now. Until now. Uh, like, this is a very good, very, very good, great Like, uh, I, I like, would not say sketch. that this is a Nick Cage movie. When no, you, no, no, When no, you no, tell no. me Nick Cage movies, Nick Cage really only replaces Nick Cage, but the Nick Cage we saw in this movie isn't the Nick Cage I've seen in other movies. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, Lord of War is the movie that always stands out to me for whatever reason, despite the fact that I, like, watch the National Treasure movies way more than should ever be allowed by any <laughs> child. Ever. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, it was a good, it was a great movie. I, uh, this was honestly a great movie. It is not your typical Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it is another reference to a movie. If you do think it's a reference to a movie and we just haven't seen it, this would be time to, like, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up Twitter, on our, or Instagram. Or Instagram. And, and yell us, us know. and tell us that we're wrong. Yeah, because that'd be yeah. great. Because if not, I mean, it was kind of weird, but like the way the person, the persona was, like definitely seemed like it could have been. Yeah. Could have been another reference. I felt like it was almost uh, the Bruce Wayne from uh, the, what is it, Batman, not forever, what was the one before that? Um,. Animated? No, 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 live action. Like the first uh, Tim Burton's, like the first oh, one. I don't know the order. Yeah, but like the, hmm, hmm, hmm. Can't remember the old actor's name because he's playing his Batman again. But the first one of that where he play where he's like with the Joker scene and he's like, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." <laughs> and that's exactly the persona that yep. the alter ego Nicholas Cage is presenting. Uh, is like, "Let's get nuts," uh, and it's that ego that is holding him back from actually having a great a great life in general not just a great career but a great life like hindering him from like his family and everything um i think that whole thing was like him putting the the career in front of the family bit yeah and like that's finally like put to the side as like even at the end of the movie like he no longer sees his alter ego but you hear it as we're like panning out and we're away from the family away from Nicolas Cage, and you, like, hear that, like, crazy yell, um, and I feel like that was, like, finally, like, the ego is outside of the home, like, it's no longer present with the family, with the kids, and with him, and their dynamic, and it's just out of this, like, it's out of their dynamic. I was almost saying the thing that now made him excited was the being with his family, Mm. the thing that got him amped up was, like, I'm sitting here watching Paddington 2 with my daughter, Yeah, like... Also, like, now I just, I have to watch that movie now. You I'm do. just morbidly curious at this point. It's a phenomenal movie. It has, um, oh, who's the actor from... Do I need to watch the first one? Yes. Darn it. Well, it, it sets up, so Paddington 2, for those of you who don't know what Paddington 2 is, it's about a bear who's from the jungle, uh, and he f- finds his way, because his, his parents are dead, he gets raised by his grandparents, bears. Bat bear? No, I think, like, the Bernstein bears... So it's a little bit sad, but like wholesome. Um, and he's like addicted. He's addicted to uh, marmalade. Um, and so he gets on a boat that has a bunch of marmalade, and that's how he gets to like uh, the London in the UK. And that's like his start. And it's really adorable how he's like navigating. He's really friendly, like super outgoing, and everyone's like, "Stop talking, bear! Like this is fine." But like, <laughs> like oh, I guess I'll ha- like help out the talking bear. Uh, but you're just, like, all confused. Like, he's just all confused about everything, getting, like, settled in his environment. And then the two's kind of, um, 
I think two is when he escapes from prison. He gets locked up in prison. I, um, I need to watch these. It's now. very, it's very, it's very adorable. I I would highly suggest watching it because it has a lot of similar dynamics in the sense that like Javi and Paddington are very similar in the sense that they're innocent, honest, and like super outgoing and friendly. Interesting. And that like their parallels are very similar there, um, but I I would say that's where it ends because obviously like. Paddington's not running yeah. around with gold-plated 1911. No, 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 no. He's just like a really helpful bear in the neighborhood. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just adorable. But yeah, so the it really, the movie really kind of just plays on like that wholesome bit a lot, and like those awkward, those awkward comedy moments is where this movie shines the most. And when you say this movie, you mean the the burden of, oh my gosh, I can't the. The unbearable burden. weight, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. Or unbearable burden of massive talent. Unbearable. I think it's the unbearable weight. Unbearable weight. Is the unbearable part of the? The unbearable is part of it. Is unbearable though a reference to Paddington that comes up in the movie several times? That bear? is the real un unbearable. Use bear in the title. They. It could. I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys need to let, <laughs> Do you guys think unbearable, or are we just dad joking it a little bit too much? <laughs> We're reading way too into it at this point. We could be, but man, yeah, it was just wholesome, like a very wholesome comedy, uh, in in that regard. I mean, it's your, your definition can be loose and wholesome. Obviously, there's vulgarity in this movie, um, very but cool though, relative yeah. to like movies of its type, yeah. But it's a very just like mm, type of movie, which is good. I don't know. It's, it's got to be something wrong with it. I mean, like I mean, well, I I think where you have what's wrong with it is kind of like the familial resolution doesn't really happen it's they see that he's willing to rescue the girl and therefore their family problems are resolved i'd imagine there was more work he had to put in off camera for that yes like that's the real boring parts of the movie that people like me don't go to see yeah but that's that's kind of where they started where you know a character driven drama part that they're joking about the whole yeah. time and where they have that first family sit down conversation at Javi's table um where they're like this is weak like this is real weak and they're kind of making fun at the fact that this doesn't really work like the in in itself like the dialogue isn't getting past where it is so almost making fun that this can't happen on screen yeah like it has to be an off-screen bit but that's to me where it didn't really work because other things I thought they didn't like they didn't really pull punches as far as like the the CIA agents are dead yeah the CIA agents are dead <laughs> uh the uh what is it the uh the bad guy wasn't really hesitant about like killing, use, them. killing them and the uh the girlfriend to Javi was like just backed up into a bad guy and like ran him over before he could shoot them. And there's just like a lot of stuff like that where it's like those are split second reaction times that would like normally not be there in movies are yeah. here in this like fight or flight scenario, which I really appreciate them doing. There was no I, monologue. Yeah, you didn't have the evil villain explaining their plan of how they were going to kidnap the daughter and win the election. You know. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is what's happening now. Yeah. So it's very much appreciated there. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a very good, wholesome movie. I mean, there's a lot of predictable things I mean, yeah, I'm in not the movie. I this was like a three-year-old like twisty it, twist. Yeah, it's not a very um, 
groundbreaking movie in that sense, but in what it does... There's, stu- there's two twists. Yeah. But in what it does do, which is allow the characters to shine the most, which I thought was very well done. Like, it's just a very well executed movie that may not be original, but nonetheless is very entertaining and will probably be... I feel like this will gain a larger following as years go by because... This is going to be a movie kids have to watch in film class. Yeah, because it will just... I don't want to say that it will be like a Pulp Fiction almost. Mm, but be that good. It, it will cross like those boundaries of like, oh, like when kids get to a certain age, like the parents will watch this with kids because of the themes in it are very like wholesome wholesome and domestic and everyone will feel the warm and fuzzies at the end of the movie despite the fact that it's an adult character driven film (laughs) with limited action sequences (laughs) and the plot device of kidnapping to get everyone hooked i just don't like comedies where people wander around we gotta have something driving the plot really (laughs) carrying us through to the end honestly i mean it's got i mean the scene with the family reveal is another one of those because we know Javi's motivations. We know what Nick Cage knows and we know what Nick Cage is thinking and we know what Javi is thinking and it's just like this and like to his credit like Nick Cage's acting during the whole dinner is like are you going to kill my family or are you just making us dance for you right now? Yeah. Like it was it was great. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I just great movie. You gotta go see it. Yeah, do go, see, go it. see it. Uh, I don't think it's out anywhere that you can stream it without paying for it. We watched it on Amazon. We watched it on Amazon. Just like get a couple of your packages shipped to your house a little late, and then they give you some of those digital credits that you can use to fund your crippling movie addiction. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely go see it. You'll have a laugh. It's. I feel like it's a good if you want to watch it with your kids that are in high school. Like, I think it's definitely something... This is a solid family film. It's a solid family film. Uh, I wouldn't suggest doing it for children younger than that age. But, like, if you, even if you're with your friends, like, definitely, like, if you want to do this as a date night movie, it's barely approach. It's an approved date night movie. Stamp date night Stamped. on it. Wife did watch with us the whole way through. <laughs> Was excellent. Dog also watched dog with us. Also if you want to watch it with your dog, do. <laughs> I do recommend cuddling with the dog while you watch this. As long as they're not too big with the paws. But other than that, yeah, definitely go watch it. And let us know what you think about it when we make uh, the posts onto our social medias. But other than that, any closing thoughts? Mm, no. Now, if you guys have movie recommendations too, not that we'll listen to them, but we're curious. Yeah, do send them. Uh, our social medias at the uh, at the theater boys. I think it's Instagram and. You want to charge it? I, I know. Well, you guys can find us if you search theater I'm boys. Too old for these computers. Or if things. you're one of our friends, you already know who you are that follows us because you're a friend <laughs> if you follow us. <laughs> if you follow us, period, we will make you our friend. Please follow us. We need more friends. It's just Pedro Pascal smiling when he first sees Nick Cage. <laughs> 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 Alright everyone, we will see you in the next one. Bye guys.